Hi everyone and welcome to the Kindy Pod podcast. This is episode two and today's episode I'm going to focus on talking about all things fine motor for our kindergarten classrooms. All right, let's get started. I love thinking about fine motor, especially the beginning of the year and how I want to embed it inside of all the centers that I have in my classroom because I know how important it is developmentally for our kindergarten students. I have been integrating fine motor into my classrooms, you know, ever since I graduated. It's a very important base for everything that we do in FTK, but it's also very important, you know, for younger students as well. So as an ECE, I've worked with, you know, um, infant programs, toddler programs, preschool programs, and now kindergarten. And it's, Fine motor is just across the board a wonderful base for everything that these students do. We see our students and our children building on these skills usually through three different sections of our classroom or home. I'm saying home obviously because I'm aware that there might be parents who are choosing to listen to this podcast and I just want to welcome you. You're always welcome to all of these podcasts. You are your child's educator, you know, right off the get-go. So always feel welcome. When I say educator or classroom, just remember that that is your house as well, especially if you are choosing to homeschool your children this year or child. You know, if you're here for some tips and tricks, I hope that I can help you. If you're feeling that you need more resources, more um, guidance, please, please check with your educators at your child's school. They are more than willing to help you out. I know that this year it will be tricky, but you are doing what's best for your family, and for that we applaud you. And we definitely want you know, um, you to feel like you have confidence moving forward with this task. So if I say classroom, think of it as your home. You know, Think about how these routines and um, activities or tools could be added into your home during your, your day with your child, and you know, hopefully we can help you out as well. Things that we want our children to learn when practicing their fine motor um, through play is their hand-eye coordination and strengthening their muscles in their hands and wrists, but also their bilateral coordination. So that um, bilateral coordination is the harmonious um, movements between both sides of the body. So a very simple explanation of that would be a child holding a piece of paper in one hand and successfully cutting this piece of paper with scissors in their other hand. We are wanting to, you know, work on those three, three fine motor skills pretty much. We could work on all of those in any section of our day, but we are looking for our children to be doing this during play. So indoor and outdoor play, we're looking for them to work on those, um, strengthening those skills in their self-care routine and we also want them to be working on these skills during their academic activities that we are putting together and setting out intentionally for them to keep building on their letter and um, number knowledge. So let's talk about play first and how we would integrate fine motor into our child's day for play. Obviously play can be anything. It can be in any section of the classroom. It can be indoor, outdoor, it could be part of group play, individual play. As long as you're giving your child the opportunity to use and manipulate objects, that is working on their fine motor. We 
you know, on an, in a normal year, we would have different centers like the Dramatic Play Center, we'd have Science Center, we'd have Writing and um, Math Centers, we would have Small World Play, Block Centers. All of these opportunities in our day, um, you know, it creates so many great skills to be built on these. We want our children to be working on using tweezers and tongs, so I would integrate those into every center, even if it doesn't make sense. Like, I've put tweezers and tongs inside of the art center, and I've noticed children trying to use these tools to pick up certain objects and to add them into the glue through, um, you know, using these tools, just so their fingers wouldn't get sticky. And I thought that that was great problem solving. I didn't. Um, you know, tell them to do it that way. They were just there and they made the best of what they were given. When thinking about the art center, now that we're on that topic, great materials to add into that, especially at the beginning of the year when these students are coming in and you're looking to assess where they're at with their fine motor. Um, three great materials to put out are cotton balls, tin foil, and of course scissors. But I preface this with saying that you need to talk with them about the proper use of scissors and how to respect them in our classroom. Cotton ball balls are great because they are able to be manipulated and pulled apart. We want that movement to take place, the, you know, them to be able to squeeze with their finger and thumb, which is called the pincer grasp, and it to pull it apart using the muscles in their hands. We want tin foil because it is pliable, it is rippable, it is able to squish up, which usually happens, obviously, because that's the most amazing thing to do as a child is to squish things up. And of course it's shiny, so that's gonna always grab their attention right off the hop. Scissors are great, obviously, because it is a very big skill to learn in our um, JKSK years. We want them to work on this independently. It obviously works in their bilateral coordination, like we talked about, but also they're just, cutting little pieces of paper and they're having to pick them up. So that it's like a two, um, they're able to work on these fine motor skills twice. They cut them, they always cut them into these little tiny pieces and then they need to pick them up. You can't pick up tiny pieces of paper or material using your palm. You have to use your pincer grasp. So that's a wonderful way to start. And for this year, that's kind of where I've started with our fine motor kits. I've added kits into the room that can be used by one child only and in that kit I've added cotton balls, I've added stickers, and I've added tin foil and paper. I've also added glue sticks and um, scissors as well. These are all based on individual fine motor manipulation. I'm going to have these available for them to start with. So it can, the end product can be anything. I have set it out as if it could be a kind of outer space theme, but what they want to do with it is their own. They can ask for different materials, they can ask for, um, you know, different types of paper or colors of things. It's mostly just to get them thinking about um, what they can do with the materials they're given, obviously in a safe environment when it's just their own, and just to work on their fine motor. So I will add pictures of this to my Instagram page. The kit itself is actually, it's from Dollar Tree, these containers, and they open on both sides. And that whole movement of opening and closing these is a great fine motor experience as well. So I've tried to keep thinking about how I can add these little obstacles in their day so that they are working on their fine motor just to open up containers as well. 
throughout um, our time together. On that same topic, I usually try to pick paint smocks um, on a normal year, obviously, that have buttons, zippers, or Velcro. So when they're using these paint smocks at our art center or outside, or during their water play, sand play, if they want to use these smocks, they have to try to master that self-care um, routine as well. So trying to ask a friend to help them, which is always great to see. This year will be different, but, um, you know, or trying it themselves. And usually after a few tries, they've mastered this skill and it comes in handy when it comes time for our winter coat season to arrive. And we are seeing all these skills be put, um, you know, to the test and they usually have a great base already. With our COVID classrooms looking very different, all of these areas of the room are just being condensed into individualized um, play. So, you know, small world play can be brought to a table. It can be, you know, used by one child or um, writing center can be brought into their own little buckets. And so, you know, block center as well, it's a little tricky with block center, obviously, because the tools are very big, but we can kind of shrink that block play. And so how I've done that in the past is that I've gotten um, dollar store little wooden blocks. I'll have pictures of these as well on my Instagram page just to give you, um, you know, context of what they look like. But they're very teeny tiny little wooden blocks and I add Velcro to them. So they are able to manipulate these small blocks by building and keeping them together with the Velcro, but also having to pull them apart, which is great. You know, with the writing center, we can add different sizes of writing tools to their own individualized bins. I'll have different pictures of what different writing tools and different sizes look like in my classroom. Um, you know, but you might have already tried this at home too. It's, you know, using thick markers versus small markers or vice versa. Or, um, you know, trying golf pencils instead of, you know, the big thick pencils. Just something that to keep their muscle memory always adapting it, you know, and as soon as they go back to the normal, um, you know, school um, pencils, they're just, they're that much more, um, you know, versatile in how they're going to manipulate this normal tool, you know, and um, pretty much, yeah, anything is, anything we are going to normally do in a normal year, we're just going to shrink it into more individualized place. So, trying to think of how you're going to bring in smaller objects so that they can be used at tabletops by one child is kind of the key to this year. With our classrooms not having group dramatic play in our classrooms this year, it's um, I saw a really great tri uh, tip and adding those themes, those dramatic play themes into small world play. And if you're not familiar with small world play, it is just um, acting out scenarios through scenes, whether that's real life or through imaginary scenes. So it could include um, a bin that has sand in it or some type of sensory and having little figurines, um, you know, peg people or little people or um, what's another example, like Playmobil characters in it. It could have fairies, it could have dinosaurs, just anything that gets them working with smaller um, manipulatives is great obviously for their fine motor but also just to have that whole um, imagination and play come through when our dramatic play is not available. Alright so let's get into the self-care routine and what that looks like in our classroom and we can talk about a few things um, that they would do at home you know or you can encourage them to try at home to help build on this fine motor skill. So um, 
at home, our children can work on using their toothbrush independently, you know, adding the toothpaste while they're holding the toothbrush is great, um, great practice. Brushing their own hair, attempting to put hair ponies in their hair if they're, you know, wanting to try that task. It is a little tricky, but I've seen lots of JKSK students do that um, through lots of practice. Um, obviously, at school and at home, we want to encourage them to try to put on their own shoes. Tying their shoes are, you know, that could be some a uh, place where some of these children are at. I know my daughter mastered it more in grade one, my older daughter, but she was attempting it in JK. So as long as they're trying these fun little self-care, um, you know, tasks during their day, it's it's never a waste of time. And, uh, you know, buttons and zippers are great. We can add those into our play as well. We try to find, uh, you know, like I said, with the paint smocks, try to find things that have buttons and zippers on them. You know, usually through dramatic play, we would have these available for them to use freely. But with that being out, like I had said, just giving them lots of opportunities to, um, you know, work on, like, if you're having the kits this year, these fine motor kits that I talked about, if you're looking to add those in your room, maybe you make or purchase or have a parent donate types of buttons um, where you can lace them through felt or having, um, you know, busy boards with zippers and things like that. Busy boards are something that I love to see in classrooms because I know that it, they're not just for infants or toddlers. They These skills with buttons and zippers are very hard to master and I feel that they are very useful in the classroom as well. Um, you know, lacing cards are great um, to help with this movement as well, this uh, hand-eye coordination and their bilateral coordination. Obviously the added routine this year would be masks and how I'm going to help my child um, at home and my students in the classroom this year is you know, we're going to obviously work on this every single day. Um, you know, we're going to encourage them to always put their mask on if it falls off. But having a lot of elastic play is going to be key, I feel, this year. You know, geo boards with elastics are going to be great because they're going to use the same type of muscle memory when playing with the geo boards and elastics that they do when they're adding their masks on or taking them off. Um, you know, geoboards are can be tricky. Sometimes our elastics go flying, but that's okay. It's all in how we, you know, practice and we learn. We learn through mistakes. So, you know, the mask uh, routine this year is going to be a little daunting, you know, for everyone. It's, we're going to have to keep our positive pants on. And I feel like that is, you know, we're going to learn so much by the end of this year. These children are going to come so far with all of this self-help um, skills that they are going to be working on this year. They're going to be needing to try as best they can to you know, open up their containers at lunchtime and their backpacks during their transitions and putting on their own items because we would always encourage, um, you know, ask a friend first and then ask a teacher after you tried. But obviously this year it's going to be very, um, we're going to be focusing on them trying their very best on their own and then have educator assistance um, over their their friends so I'm excited to see how far they come I'm going to keep encouraging um, all of these fine motor kits to help with this fine motor development like with their muscles and um, movements in their wrists but you know our during our routines of lining up and keeping our distance 
you know, we've, um, my teaching partner and I have tried to think about how we are going to keep these children busy during transitions. And when singing's out the window and we have our music on, it only might keep half of our group entertained, you know, during our um, transition. So she had a great idea of um, the I Spy kits. And so if you haven't seen these, they're great. They're just something that you can, you know, you can put anything in a bag with um, rice or um, sand, and they have to use their muscles to push apart these um, the sensory to find the objects inside. I thought that was a wonderful idea. I'm really looking forward to see how these help us during our routines and you know when we're lining up to use the bathrooms and things like that it's going to come in handy <laughs> we um we don't have the washroom in our classroom like some other kindergarten classrooms and we don't have a sink so this transition time to getting them to washing their uh, wash their hands and use the washrooms are going to be tricky so um yeah i'm excited to see how they work obviously using um you know these this different bathroom and getting the soap and using the the um, faucets it's going to be all a learning curve for these little ones and so we're just going to encourage practice 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 at home and at school we're going to make sure that they are confident during these tasks and you know just to keep them safe and to make them feel happy during you know throughout our day all right let's move into our last area and that's the academic activity area of our day. As I said, FTK is all play-based, so all of these activities would be through play. Even the opportunities to write in their journals, write, um, you know, write the room, or practice their name, tracing, that kind of stuff. It's all open during this time, but it's, um, you know, we want to, maybe this is the time we get to pull small groups and we get to help them with those um, specific tasks. Um, practicing their name, their letter formation, and um, all that fun stuff. So, you know, we want to make these center bins, acti uh, you know, activities fun, play-based, but we also want to add in all that pencil paper play. It is so important for them to learn how to write and to use a pencil or a writing tool and to, you know, make their own lines on the paper with using a ruler, um, trying to stay in that area, um, you know, within the lines and when writing and all that fun stuff. I am going to build on this fine motor um, act you know these strengths and move into a writing podcast and how to make that fun you can't talk about writing without talking about fine motor first so that will be my next um, podcast and how to make writing fun in your classroom so if you're wanting to know more about that I will have one out in the next two weeks um, focusing on that topic you know so saying that it's play-based we want to obviously add numbers and letters and words and our name like the child children's names into these um, these activities and play spaces if we're learning about a specific number or letter you know a way that we could do that is having those letters that we're learning about um, in an area and get them to sort objects that start with that letter um, they can add fine motor tools like those tongs and tweezers we talked about and uh, you know to sort during this time we can add sensory play. So Play-Doh is great to start with, but then you can move into things like plasticine or TheraPutty. And these two um, great sensory uh, materials are just building on those muscle uh, strengthening uh, skills. We want them to be comfortable to move and manipulate these sensory 
um, materials, but you can just build on the consistency. You can buy TheraPutty pre-made to be extra firm, and it's really tricky, even for adults actually at first, to work in this, um, this sensory material and to find letters and words and numbers inside. It's uh, tricky to roll out using tools like um, cutting tools or a rolling pin. And you can make TheraPutty, but you can also buy it, obviously. Like I said, I'll have that recipe on my Instagram page. It is super easy to make, and it's lots of fun. You can um, definitely build um, all of our act academic activities with those three um, materials, for sure. We, um, I had talked about the writing center and how to make that more individualized. I said, you know, it is, we're learning all these writing fun things through play. But the Writing Center is really a great hub for so many different materials, like different writing tools, like I had said. You can try different paper, adding those rulers, like I said, making them add their own lines to their booklets. Um, one thing that I have done in the past is adding hole punchers and string in a separate bucket. And what they get to do is use those two tools to create booklets. They really love to use the stapler and in some classrooms and some dynamics with children, staplers weren't a safe choice in the past for me. So adding hole punchers and um, little pieces of string or ribbon, they were able to basically just create their own lacing activity but while they're making a booklet. And so that play-based skill right there is just, it's a fun way for them to practice while they're, you know, gaining a book in the end to then write with and create lines. It's just, it was a great, um, a great learning moment in our classroom in the past. So I've always included that moving forward. Another way to help with their, to make fine motor fun and um, to build on their academic focus is just through STEM activities, which is, it stands for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. It's just fun ways for children to complete challenges and it just encompasses all of those um, areas so they and you know an example of this is called yeah chicka chicka boom boom challenge i will have this on my instagram page so that you see what it is but you know you make a, a tree after you've read the book with the group you you give them the materials to create a tree um, we've used toilet paper rolls in the past. I'm not sure if we're allowed to use those moving forward right now, but we can find ways to create the base of the tree. But then you take green popsicle sticks to make these leaves and you basically have a, a, a little group of letters and you just add them to the top of the tree and you see how many letters you can get before it topples over. What we've done in the past is we've added paper, um, pencil to this as well, and they get to write down the letters that they were able to get onto their tree before it toppled over. So, you know, it's building on hand-eye coordination, it's building on that fine motor, um, or sorry, bilateral coordination as well, because they're trying to hold the base of the tree while they're adding them on top. And then they're using their pencil paper, fine motor, um, you know, working on their pencil grip, their pencil pressure, um, and just having those writing activities and opportunities during one center. It's something you can do as a group, obviously in other years, but it can also be as an individual center as well, which is so much fun. You can talk about it after with a friend to see how many letters they got on, or you can, you know, there is that chicka chicka boom boom number. You can do this during math time as well. Anything that I've talked about today, you can use and manipulate. There's so many 
great STEM ideas out there. There's so many great sensory ideas out there. Um, you know, Pinterest is a wonderful place to look if you are in need of some inspiration. I know that I am a Pinterestaholic. I try to think of my own, you know, things as well, but sometimes you just get um, creative blocks and using those tools and resources are great. You know, talking with other educators or other parents and seeing how they integrate all of these fun things into their day, it's just refreshing. It's great, um, you know, just to get ideas from other perspectives and where their children are at or where their students are at and what they're using in their room to build on all of these um, you know, strengths that they're trying to, to grow. So always keep an open mind and, you know, I will de definitely recap. So the things that like the takeaways from today, you know, look at the areas of your day, the play areas, the self-care um, area and the uh, academic activity area, and think about how you can facilitate, um, and add fine motor into that, those areas, right? They, whether you're at home or in the classroom, there's lots of opportunities to add fine motor tools like tongs and tweezers. Inside of play, there's lots of um, areas where you can add Velcro and Theraputty, Plasticine, any sensory play. There's areas to work on zipper and buttons, elastics with geo boards for their masks. You know, if you have a child at home that is going to school or if you are even if you're homeschooling your child, it's still a good idea to practice putting on and taking off their mask. It's going to be a, um, a learning curve for all of us. But, uh, you know, while we're outside, I was thinking a great little game we could play with them while we're social distancing outside is bringing their masks out there and seeing how many times in one minute they can take off their mask and properly um, secure it on their face as well. So, you know, building on those fun play activities that also are focusing on um, building on skills too, right? The ability just to make all this fun is uh, is key. We want to encourage them to do independent tasks at home and at school, um, you know, with confidence. We want them to build on all of their self-care routines, as I just said with the masks, but also, you know, at home they need to practice their, um, you know, putting on their socks, their shoes, their clothes, working on those buttons and zippers and you know, trying their best to wash their hands. Um, you know, there's fun songs out there we can play, not sing, but, um, you know, there's just so many fun ways to get these self-care routines, um, you know, fun and exciting for them to take part in. The busy boards, um, sorry, the busy I spy packets um, that my teaching partner has made up, like anything like that. If you are at the grocery store or if you are in the car and you want your child to have a, you know, technology-free car ride, that's a great way to incorporate that into your day. We, um, you know, encouraging them to use their toothbrush independently or brushing their hair independently are great ways just to keep building on all of that, those fine motor skills. I would normally have, you know, tons and tons of plants in our classroom, and I definitely have them at home that my daughters help me with, but in the classroom, I love when the kids can water those you know, plants on their own. They have the ability to fill up this watering can and to hold and manipulate and to, um, you know, independently do these tasks. Just little things like that, getting them thinking about um, how they can help with certain routines during our day that are going to be helpful for them in the long run and their fine motor skills. 
I really hope that you have been able to take some takeaways from today or just feel a little bit more um, you know, aware of how important fine motor is to our classroom. We want them to be able to do independent tasks and to be comfortable writers when it comes time to um, you know, be more independent that way. So I hope, like I said, I hope you take away some um, great learning today. If not, you know, I would love to hear about it and maybe what you do in your classroom or at home that helps you. And, you know, that's always going to help me as an educator as well and as a parent. If you would like to get a hold of me, you know, you can email me. Uh, my email address is thekindypod at gmail.com. The Instagram page that I'm using, the handle I'm using is at thekindypod. It's all one word. And, you know, if you subscribe to the podcast, you're going to be up to date when these all these new episodes are uploaded. And I am going to be um, focusing my next episode on writing and how to make that fun in the classroom. We're going to talk about, you know, basic writing skills. And it all is built upon fine motor. So I'm glad that I've done it in the sequence so that you can, you know, see how important fine motor is and how to build it up in your classroom and throughout your day so that writing is fun and comfortable and successful for your child or for your students in your classroom. And before I sign off here, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who's supporting this podcast, the startup of the Instagram page for the podcast. It is just something that um, I just am so, so blessed to be a part of such a great community of educators and parents um, with you. This is so wonderful. And I just really want this to be a useful resource for you. So please let me know if there's any questions you have or any um, you know ideas for future topics for um, episodes. I want um, you to feel like you can learn and grow. So please let me know what uh, is going to help you, what topics will help you. And I'm sure that if you're wanting um, to learn more about something, that there's other people out there that are wanting the same thing. So please don't hesitate. I'm here for you. Thanks everyone. And we'll talk soon.